G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, April 4. I'm John Barker and joining me as usual is Joel Marshall. Well, Joel, championships day one and uh, is the same except the Sydney weather. Indeed, yeah. it's uh, Look, it's a bit up in the air. We had some rain early in the week and sort of pushed it into the soft range. Um Hopefully, it's not going to get any worse. I've sort of been working on a sort of soft five, soft six. So, that's what we're hoping for. But, um, yeah, great days racing. Four group ones. Uh, you've got uh, the sort of final lead up to the Oaks and the Adrian Knox with a couple of handy fillies coming together there. And, obviously, the country championship final. Uh, great, rich race for all the country train horses. But to the four group ones, Doncaster, uh, 20 horses, Randwick Mile. It's always a, always a punter's favourite, that race. I've written in Winning Post and Best Bets this week on a topic that hasn't had too much discussion as far as uh, I'm aware, but what I've written is that uh, the championships were designed to be the grand finals of Australian racing, and in five of the six years, the Australian Horse of the Year has run there. Obviously, the last four times it's been Winks winning the uh, Queen Elizabeth three times and the Doncaster before that. Um but I would have thought there's every chance that uh, the horse of the year is going to be going around on Saturday. There's not many horses that have won two group ones in Australia this season. No, no one has won three so far, but uh, three of the ones that have won two come up against each other in the TJ Smith. Uh, and I speak of Bivouac, Nature Strip and Loving Gabby. And then you've got the two Colts, Castel Vecchio, Shadow Heroes won uh, two Group 1s. Castel Vecchio, of course, won the Rose Hill Guineas. was the first Australian horse home in the Cox Plate. And then you've got Coldings won two Group 1s as well and fronts up in the Doncaster, although probably those need to lift to win that. Um, do you think that uh, the main contenders for Australia's Horse of the Year are all going around at Randwick on Saturday, or do you think there's uh, someone... No, I would have thought so. Yeah, I, I thought the, the winner would come out of those Saturday races. Castle Vecchio is poss- possibly the one, because he's looking at backing up into the Queen Elizabeth, I believe, if he comes through the derby and is able to win well on Saturday, then I guess he gets his chance to, to, to cement that spot uh, if he's able to come out and, and win against the older horses in the Queen Elizabeth next week. Yes, indeed. Well, without further ado, we'd better take you right through the Randwick program because uh, it's all black type bar the country championship, which, as Joel's mentioned, is actually one of the more fascinating races. So we'll take you right through the 10 race card and we start with race one. It is the Widden Kindergarten Stakes over 1,100 metres for two-year-olds at Group 3 level. Uh, five Doubtland on top for me. If Team Hawks have a good day, then I'll be having a good day Saturday. I think they've, I've tipped them to win four races at Ramnick on Saturday, kicking off with Doubtland, $1.1 million colt, uh, kicked off his career in fine style on the Kensington track. Just loved his last 100 metres there, where he put a gap on his rivals. This is obviously a step up in class, but just couldn't have done much more than he did there. He's on top from number one rulership, probably the one to beat. Uh, he was a strong winner on debut, very good in the prelude at, at Caulfield, and then Pulled up slightly lame in the Blue Diamond there, so forgive that. He's been back to Sydney and trialled. He's probably the uh, the testing material. Uh, number four, Damaged, was very heavily backed, winning the maiden first up at Warwick Farm and got the job done well, so he certainly has to be respected. And then the Kiwi visitor, number two, not an option. He was entered for the 1,400 last week. They've elected to 
wait a week and kicking him off for over 1,100. Whether he's got the dash for that is a bit of a query, but maybe wet ground will just uh, make it a bit of a testing at 1,100. He's certainly got the class. I'm with five on top, though, from one, four, and two. Race two at Royal Randwick on Saturday, day one of the championships, is the Quincy Seltzer Carbine Club Stakes, over 1,600 metres, a group three for three-year-olds at set weights and penalties. Yeah, number three, Reloaded. Very warm favourite here and certainly looks the one to beat. Uh, coming off his good performances at Group 1 level, fourth in the Randwick Guineas, third in the Rose Hill Guineas. They had him entered for the Derby and, well, he isn't accepted for the Doncaster. He's unlikely to get a start, but uh, they've obviously elected to not step him up in trip and keep him back to this, uh, the mile distance. He just looks the one to beat. He can handle the soft track and yeah, his Group 1 form looks irresistible here. Five grand piano. Couldn't have been much more impressive in his two starts back from a spell. Liked his win on the Kensington track in particular, second up. Relished a good tempo, and he was really dominant late. Nashville Will has been aboard both times. He takes the ride on Reloaded, so that's the way I've had to lean. Next best, six, Batega Had 62.5 kilos at Kembla last start and did run on pretty well from the back. He was on the heels of Brandenburg in the Stan Fox Stakes back in the spring, so clearly good enough. A next best number seven on Taunt coming off a maiden win might be able to uh, keep improving. Three on top from five, six, and seven. Race three at Randwick on Saturday is the New Haven Park Country Championships final. 1,400 metres has had a slight haircut down from 500 to 400,000, but uh, what a great concept this has been. Uh, we have qualifying heats in the seven New South Wales country districts. First two. Uh, in each of those, get a run along with uh, the two from the wildcard heat. So 16 to face the starter. There are seven emergencies if required. Always a good betting race. Where have you gone? Yeah, I like number eight each way, El Mahaha, around the 10 or $11. He's only won two from 18, but he's been runner-up six times. He was set to go around in this race last year. Unfortunately for connections, he was scratched behind the gates. They've had to wait 12 months. To have another crack, he's finished runner-up at all three this time in, including in the qualifier at Maruya. He was wide all the way. Really brave effort to run second behind Julian Rock, who took all the inside runs. Uh, Julian Rock, certainly a chance on Saturday, but comes up with gate 16. Elmer Haha draws gate five. I think he can turn the tables. He then went to Kembla Grange at his next run in a class two and bumped into Electric Girl, who's since gone on and win, won a qualifying heat of the Provincial Championship Series. So, Really good form lines, and yeah, I think 10 or $11. Good each way play, number eight. Ahead of one, bobbing, class runner, huge effort first up in the wild card at Musselbrook. Came from a long way back, out very wide, and just missed picking up two big fari. Drops from 59 to 57 and a half. Draws wide, but he's going to get back anyway. He is good enough to uh, certainly run on into the finish. Three healing hands, won his qualifier at Mudgee. Went to the Kenzo track last start, was back and wide, and kept finding the line. For third, that was behind Grand Piano. We'll get a little bit of a guide to that form in the Carbine Club earlier. And six, Julian Rock, as mentioned. He's got to be a chance if I like El Mahaha. Eight from one, three and six. Race four at Randwick, the TAB. Adrian Knox stakes 2,000 metres for three-year-old fillies at group three level. Uh, last roll of the dice, I guess, if they're looking to... Get into the Oaks and a few uh, nice, lightly race ones here showing a bit of promise, Yeah, Joel. indeed. The market's really sort of got it down to two or at least three clear chances here. Uh, I certainly agree to some extent. I'm with three, Colette, the favourite, uh, this daughter of Hallowed Crown, 
from the Godolphin camp. Gee, she's been impressive at the Provincials. She was a maiden, but she won a Class 1 at Newcastle two starts ago by more than six lengths and then had a bit of a, a break between runs, six weeks between runs, in fact, and then was far too good at benchmark 64 level, winning by two lengths and seemingly with a fair bit under the bonnet. She drops from 58 to 54 and a half. I think she'll handle the step up and distance, no problems. Number nine, Nimely. Hard to fault her record. Four wins from six starts by So You Think out of a Zabiel mare. So she's going to get this distance, no dramas. And she's beaten the older males in her past two starts, including Shadow Flight, who ran really well last week. So strong form lines for Nimalee, and she gets in with 53 and a half. I think the best roughie's number 15, Quintessa. I reckon about six months ago, I jotted her down in my trial Black Booker's column, and I thought the Adrian Knox into the Oaks might be a, a nice little option for her. And she's had two runs back from a spell. Beaten in maidens both times, but they haven't been too bad of runs. She's by Piero. She's bred to peak out to this sort of distance range. I reckon at 50 to 1, she's worth having a dollar or two on. And next best, number 10, Betcha Flying. Had the pattern against at the Valley last start. Yet to sort of prove that she can get past a mile, but I think she will handle the step up in trip. I'm with three from 9, 15 and 10. Race 5 is the Schweppes Chairman's Quality. Quality handicap over 2,600 metres at Group 2 level and uh, probably might, I guess, be the easiest race that Mirage Dancer has tackled since coming out. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, yeah, he's been tackling Group 1 weight for age races, hasn't he? Look, I've left him out of my four, but he's certainly a horse you've got to respect. I've I, I changed my mind numerous times for this race through the week and you know, there's about seven or eight horses that could have slotted into my top four. I've ended up going with number five, Cariff who also backs up from the tank grid last week. He finished just behind Mirage Dancer. He was very good second up under these handicap conditions behind Master of Wine. And then, yeah, just back to wait for age last week. He wasn't suited. His form through the spring was very good when he got out to this distance range. I guess the query is number 11, Young Star. I've got her in for second. She gets a six-kilo turnaround on Cariff from their meeting in the St. Ledger uh, back in the spring. She finished third, Karif finished second, and that six kilo difference, well, that could prove vital. You just worry that she hasn't won for such a long time. That's why I, I sided with Cariff on top. Three, Gallic Chieftain, well, he's just going to peak for this race again. He won it last year. He's a third up specialist. Four wins and several other good runs when he's been third up, and it's usually when the blinkers go back on like they are on Saturday. He can certainly win. And 13 House of Cartier, I thought, was very good last week. Brave after doing plenty of early work. I think she'll uh, run the trip out quite strongly. And certainly one worth including in your multiples. But I've gone for five from 11, three and 13. Race six, first of the group ones, is the Inglis Sires, 1,400 metres, uh, just worth the 500,000 with the... Uh, Cuts necessitated by coronavirus restrictions. Um, you've gone for one here, Joel, coming out of the VRC size. I've just been through my um, form focus, courtesy uh, Malcolm McLaren. Can't find one. You'd, you'd think the VRC size being over the same trip would be the logical or, or a logical lead-up race, but um, they don't seem to go up there and win it. But you yeah, think this one might? All too hard would be the – I mean, he didn't win the size. He ran second to Piero, but he's sort of one that comes to mind having run really well. in. He won the Victorian one and ran second in the, in the Sydney one, and he comes to mind because he's a very close relative to my tip here in Ole Kirk. 
uh, Ole Kirk is out of a sister to Black Caviar and a half-sister to All Too Hard. And he's following the All Too Hard path. He won the Talon Dirt on debut. Although unlike All Too Hard, who I think started favourite or close to favourite, this bloke got under punter's guard. He was 30-1 to 1 when winning the Talon Dirt. He then went to the VRC size and I think should have won it. He was held up just for far too long in the straight. Once he got clear, he hit the line hard for third. Barrier three, nice gates. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on him, and I think $9, great price. Certainly number one, Mama Reagan. Well, he's been really well backed in the past sort of 24 hours, and he is certainly the hardest to beat. He's sort of the new kid on the block, isn't he? Second start in a golden slipper, and he's there figuring in the placing. So he's clearly very good, and he's got another good gate to get every chance. Number seven, Aim, has always looked a size type. He's been sort of thereabouts in the skyline in the Pango Pango this time in. Out to 1,400, looks ideal. And number 12, Pioneer River. Thought he was pretty good at the Valley last start, coming off a win down the straight. He had the pattern against. He just couldn't swoop that night, but he did a good job to run on for third behind Larimer Street, who's a lot shorter in the betting. I think Pioneer River might be the best roughie. But I'm with eight, Ole Kirk from 1, 7 and 12. First leg of the quarter is race seven, the Bentley Australian Derby. 2,400 metres, Group 1, worth $1 million this year. And as we alluded to earlier, uh, Castle Vecchio versus Shadow Hero um, is going to go a long way to deciding the champion three-year-old. I guess Warning would uh, throw his hat in uh, the, mm-hmm. the Victoria Derby winner if he was to... Um, if yeah, he well, was indeed, to he can win both derbies. Um, look, his runs have been just sort of... Ticking along nicely with this in mind, uh, warning. Um, look, I'm sticking with number seven, Zabrowski here. I was very keen on him last week in the Tullock. I was a bit disappointed that he couldn't win, but he ran well and he was 15.50 to 2,000. Just couldn't quite reel in quick thinker, who just quickened a bit too well for him. He'll be better for that experience. Uh, Hugh Bowman stays aboard. He's you know, possibly still a campaign away from being fully seasoned for a race like this, but I just think he's, he's certainly on the up. And, yeah, he was $4 last week. He's going to be $15 this week. I'm going to stick with him. Number seven, Sabrowski, to beat the two big guns, one Castle Vecchio. Well, he put himself in the race last start, and once he did that, well, it was probably game over. He did that in the Cox Plate. He was able to sort of settle you know, a little bit handier than normal, but he was sort of box-eating early in the Rose Hill Guineas the other day, and he was strong through the line. Uh, two Shadow Hero, just got too far back in that Rose Hill Guineas, had plenty to do, but he had the best late splits of the race. They're the two obvious, and if I like Zabrowski, I have to like Quick Thinker. He won the Tullock last week, and the last three Tullock winners have all gone on to win the Derby. Seven on top from one, two, and six. Race eight at Rambic on Saturday, TAB, TJ Smith Stakes, 1,200 metres, Group 1, standard weight for age, worth one and a quarter million. As I alluded to earlier, if uh, Nature Strip, Bivouac or Loving Gabby happened to win this race, you'd think they would at the very least be Australia's champion sprinter of 2019-20. Yeah, look, this is probably the race of the day. Um, You can make a case for a lot of them. Uh, Nature Strip's probably going to start favourite. He's, uh, well, you know, he can be a little bit hit and miss, but gee, he was certainly on his game in the challenge stakes over the 1,000 metres second up after disappointing down the straight. I am, again, with Team Hawks and just pitting my faith on this horse being right for hopefully his grand final, number nine, Exceedance. He just hasn't been suited the way the races have been run. 
in the new market and the William Reed. The new market, they sort of sat up, just probably didn't give him his chance. Uh, the William Reed, as I said, it was a tough night to sort of be swooping and getting into the finish like he had to do. His last 200 metres was the best of the race and it was very nice work. I'm just hoping Randwick, given the ground, um, he can get out wide and, and certainly be allowed to show his, his true form. And he's going to get a more genuine speed here. Obviously, nature strip. But you've got Vega Days, who's a horse in form, fit. He's probably not up to these, but from barrier 12, he's going to be going forward. And then obviously Red Zell and a few others. So there's going to be genuine tempo and probably a better speed than both the Newmarket and the William Reed. So I'm going to go with nine exceedance, give him another chance. To beat two, Pirata. If he had have drawn better, I may well have sided with him, but just a, an awkward gait for a horse like him. He's very brave. He was good first up in the Galaxy, spotting them a start and plenty of weight where he had 59 kilos. Uh, but it was certainly an eye-catching effort. One nature strip, obvious contender, and 13 loving Gabby. Well, she crushed Bivouac, I thought, in the William Reed. Um, just a tricky gait, but she's just such a brute of a thing. She's really like a probably a four-year-old male rather than a three-year-old filly, and, and she's very, very honest. So she'll run well, no doubt. But I'm with nine from two, one, and 13. And race nine, the star Doncaster Mile over 1,600 metres. Handicap, uh, top weight 57. It gets down to a bottom weight of 50 and a half. This year worth 1.5 million and uh, 20 to face the starter, Joel. Yeah, what a race. Very, very open, very tricky. Although the punters, certainly in the last seven days, had just been honing in on Brandenburg. And I guess that's the G-Boss factor. Um, he's won seven of them. He knows how to find the right horse. And invariably, it's a three-year-old colt who's run well against older horses, as Brandenburg did in the George Ryder a fortnight ago. So he ticks a lot of boxes. I really uh, sort of undenied between him or number one, Melody Bell. And while she's got that negative of having to carry 57 kilos, I've lent her way. She's got the 10 group one win. She deserves the weight. Um, we've seen, a, obviously, a couple of absolute champions of the turf do it uh, in terms of mares carrying a weight like that. I speak of Winks and Sunline. More Joyous was able to do it with 57 and a half. I won't say she was a champion, but she was a very, very good mare and probably like Melody Bell, just a very good mare. I think the wet track certainly is in her favour. Uh, soft six, just perfect for her. She gets a bit of cover from that gate. She'll be very strong out wide. And I think she'll run very well at 8 or $9. I think she's a good play each way. From 19, Brandenburg, as I said, he ticks a lot of boxes, this three-year-old. And then 12, Imaging, who bounced back off that first up miss in Australia where he was badly hampered. Bounced back well to win the Ajax, beating Yulong Prince. We've had three winners out of that race since. Uh, three winners last Saturday, so the form has held up. And I'll throw you long prints in for fourth as well. But I'm with one from 19, 12, and 9. And the last of a massive day's racing at Randwick on Saturday is race 10, the, the Bordley Wines, PJ Bell Stakes, 1,200-metre group three for three-year-old fillies well, at set weights and penalties. in terms of my top selection, but, uh, yeah, I seem to have found some roughies for my minor numbers here. I've gone with two, Ruby Saki. Oh, she... Talking about ticking boxes, she certainly does that. Eight starts, six wins, two seconds. She handles wet, dry. Um, she got out to 1,400 and was explosive in the CUNY. Bit of a fresh and back to 1,200, just ideally suited. She's the one to beat. Plenty of value in my uh, next few numbers, though. 13, St. Covet Spirit. First up, I think her trials have been quite solid. She took on 
the gun fillies in the spring and the T-Rose and the flight, all her other runs around them were pretty good. I think she can bob up at odds. 14, Daphne Jean has only had two starts, two wins. They've been a Gosford Blues and Mare's Maiden and a Gosford Class 1. So it's a big step up in grade, but no knock on her. I thought she showed good fight last time. And next best, number eight, Juan Diva. I think she opened 70 to 1. I think she's coming to 40s, which is getting back to probably her right price. She was very impressive at Kembla Grange last start. And prior to that, she bumped into the aforementioned electric girl, which is pretty solid form. I'm with two from 13, 14 and 8. All right, Joel. Well, uh, that wraps up a big meeting at Royal Randwick. And your best was race six, number eight, Ole Kirk. And your value bet, which certainly will be a bit of value, race eight, number nine, Exceedance. In, we come back to Melbourne after a couple of weeks at the provincial venues on Saturday and we're racing at Caulfield and uh, much as uh, I might have been scoffing at uh, wet tracks in Sydney at this time of year, uh, it's been raining quite heavily in Melbourne uh, for a couple of days, Joel, or certainly uh, overnight Wednesday yeah, and most has. of the day um, Thursday. Uh, gee, there's some depth to some of these races at Caulfield on Saturday. It's in terms of sort of an off-season program for here down in Melbourne, it's a really good card. Uh, plenty of depth to most of the races, some really uh, sort of up-and-coming promising types going around. So I found it quite difficult to sort of hone in on a on a best and a value. My best is Defiant Dancer, who's also an acceptor for Morfittville on Saturday, yet to be scratched at either venue. But uh, around 8 or $9 for Caulfield, race 5, number 13, I thought he was a bit unlucky not to win first up at Sandown. He was held up in a small field. Once he got clear, he worked to the line really well and just missed by Bob of the Head. Uh, back in the spring, he was midfield in a Caulfield Guineas Prelude, fourth to Alabama Express in listed company. So he's a horse with a bit of talent. I thought from a good gate, second up, he would take a fair bit of beating, but that is a tough race. And race six, uh, the 1,000-metre race. We've got Parsifal and Diamond Effort, the favourites. Diamond Effort coming back from 1,200 metres from barrier 11, I thought was a little negative. I thought Bainstream had been missed by the market here. $12. He ran fifth in an Oakley Plate. He was 200 to 1, but gee, it was a great effort to run fifth and then backed it up in the Hariba behind Diamond Effort, beaten less than a length. And the drop back to 1,000 metres is probably not as against him as it might be her. He's got a really good short course record. I think the market's missed him at $12. So... They were the two I was most keen to play, and you can back them both each way. All right, well, I went for Inverloch as my best race two, number one, in form, and uh, I've gone against you with my value bit, which in typical John Barker fashion is not much value, and that is uh, race six, number four, Parsifal. But Parsifal also, of course, is in Adelaide in the Manor High Classic. But as you mentioned, Diamond Effort, coming back from the 1,200 metres. I thought Parsifal been trialling very well and is a winner um, and just first up over the 1,000 metres, but, uh, of course, may well be in Adelaide instead. Uh, speaking of Adelaide, they are racing at Morfittville on Saturday and there are some big races. We've got the Decatur Stakes. We've got the Port Adelaide Guineas the Manor High Classic and the Lelia. And uh, do you have anything to tell us, Joel, about the meeting at um, Yeah, look, there was Morfordville. a couple that I liked. I haven't done all the form for the races, but 
Look, the Port Adelaide Guinea is probably the highlight, race seven, and, and the obvious favourite is number one, Dallasan, obviously coming off his group one form, fifth in the all-star mile. I think he's opened up even money. So, you know, he's well found in the market. He'll be very hard to beat. I will be having a little something on the filly, number 14, Salika. Thought she was very good at the Valley last start. And certainly playing Cornellas and Exotics around number one, Dallasan. Uh, Defiant Dancer, as I mentioned, he was my best at Caulfield. He is in race five. So if they happen to go to Adelaide, I'll certainly be having something on him. And in the Lalia Stakes, race eight, I thought the uh, team, uh, the Anthony Friedman train, Realm of Flowers, had come up a decent price. Didn't beat much first up, but did it in style. Um, it's won two from three. And whilst this is a bit of a step up in grade, I thought she just showed a bit of upside. So she might be one worth looking at as well. All right. Well, I can tell the listeners that uh, our colleague, Daniel Nuttall, who uh, we will attempt to get back on the uh, podcast at some stage when we're a bit more confident about the technology, uh, in the Decatterville Stakes race four, he is with one Bella Nipotina to beat six Daisy Cakes, four Geist and three Maha. Uh, in the sixth, he is with... Uh, Sizzle Fly, number two, to beat five, Rocca Bascarana, one, Star of Monsoon, and 12, She's Never Late. That Sizzle Fly is his best. The poor Adelaide Guineas race seven, he too is with Dallas Ann, number one, to beat playoffs, Craftsmanship, and Your Deal, one, five, four, two. Wings of Pastrami, he's actually talked to the trainer, Jeff Searle, in your winning post this week. Uh, he's with Wings of Pastrami to win the Lalia, uh, to beat seven, 14, and two, four, seven, 14, and two. And in the Manor High Classic, Daniel is with seven, Everyday Lady, to beat two, Parsifal, of course, I mentioned before, one more, Vada. And 14, Ghana, as I mentioned, his best race six, number two, Sizzleflies, value bet race two, number two, and night in Paris. In Brisbane, they are racing at Doombin once again on Saturday, Joel. And... Uh, there's uh, another big nine race card there. Uh, have you got uh, look, any thoughts on the Doombin? There was a couple that I thought would be pretty hard to beat. Race seven, number five, Juliana. Fitter for the one run back from a spell. Um, there's some nice types in this race. The David Van Dyke trained Okeechobee. Certainly hard to beat, but I thought Juliana, second up from a spell off that good first up run. Would be pretty hard to beat. And in the last race, Moonshine Lady is flying. She's won three on the trot. She's come up a dollar seventy. Gee, that's short. Um, I was happy to have something on McEwen, who just, well, had no luck at all last start. He nearly fell and tailed them in. But his first up run was good. And he's got a pretty good overall record. I thought at each way odds, I'd just much rather have something on him than, uh, than Moonshine Lady at the odds on. Alrighty, well, I can tell you that uh, Daniel's best at Dubin is race six, number 10, Needorp, and his value bet is race seven, number five, Juliana. Uh, Ascot, also, things are warming up over there, and the Caracatta Plate is the main race. Uh, that is the group two, race eight, the Amelia Park. Caracatta plate for the two-year-olds. BJ Ryan uh, has 
very keen on number one there, Gemma's son to beat seven, Watch Me Dance. Six, Starfield Impact. And five, I'm a Single Man. The other black type race at Perth, uh, at Ascot on Saturday's race seven, that is the Old Comrade Stakes. And BJ likes uh, another one that is very, another of the very smart WA horses around at the moment, number six, Media Baron. To beat two, Platoon, eight, Western Temple, and five, Harry Thomas. BJ's best race nine, number five, Red Can Man. Maybe bet race three, number six, Indian Chant. Well, Joel, with uh, New Zealand racing still suspended, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australia. Leaves us only to remind listeners to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. And if you go to our website or follow us on Facebook or Twitter, you'll have details if you can't get out of how you can get the winning post online from this week with all uh, your form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday and all your favourite features and plenty of good reading besides. Well, Joel, that leaves us uh, only to give the listeners our best $20 bet for the weekend. Uh, uh, good question. I've got plenty to choose from, especially in Sydney. Well, I've found a, a fair bit of value there. It's a big card. We're going to need a bank. So let's try and go early and we'll go Doubtland 10 each way, race one, number five. If he runs a place where we're still alive for the rest of the day and if he wins, we've got a little bit to play with. All right. And look, I will fall into the horse that everyone else is falling into in Sydney. Race nine, number nine. Race nine, number 19, Brandenburg in the Doncaster. That's it from us, folks. Have a great weekend. Back plenty of winners. And we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.